1: It is Crystal from The Fish. I am so excited to be with my girlfriends from Salem Media, Georgine Rice. Hello. And Summer Shore. We decided we wanted to share our personal traditions with you, and maybe it's something that you could add to your family traditions, and it is also a way for us to get to know each other a little bit better, and for you, our listener, to be able to get to know us a little bit better. And you know one of the things I did this year? Oh my goodness. For the first time I went to go see the Singing Christmas Tree. And who was singing in it. Georgine Rice.
0: Hey. Oh my goodness.
1: Uh, the voice of an angel. Mm-hmm. I was like a little kid in the candy store. I was in the audience going, I know her. I know her. And then after the show, I waited around with my little autograph book and my camera. I was like, I got to get a picture with Georgine. Oh my goodness. But what a blessing it was to see you, Georgine, with your husband, and to know that you have been a participant in this amazing tradition in the city of Portland for so many years.
2: And what you bring to it was just so special. Oh, thank you, Crystal. The Singing Christmas Tree has been around in a Portland tradition for 57 years. So it's been quite a staple here. And it's the only um, event of its kind in the country where you have a collection of churches presenting a Singing Christmas Tree in a civic auditorium. So Mm -hmm. we have people coming from all over the country to witness what we do here in Portland because it's unique to the nation. Just a wonderful group of people who are giving a gift to the city to just declare, hey, it's Christmas. Christ is born. And uh, I, I just love being with them, and it's it's a delight. Let me tell you, it is a production. I mean, they do yeah. it, and they do
1: it absolutely. Astonishingly well. And Summer Shore, sure you have your own ministry and you did something really special this year for the first time yeah. that hopefully will become a tradition.
3: I'm hoping so. We would love that. So, yeah, uh, my nonprofit women's ministry here in Portland is called Revive Ministries. And this year we got to partner with KPDQ and The Fish to put on a girls' night out. It was a special night just for the ladies to come and be refreshed and pampered. Wonderful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and for them to do, really, we need to be reminded of our worth. And yes. we walk around carrying this sort of a cloud of shame sometimes that I've been realizing it. So this is all about kicking shame to the curb, knowing your worth, and really stepping out refreshed. And it was just such a blast. We had just all sorts of women turn up and and got some great feedback and just smiles on people's faces. And it was such a joy to get to do.
2: Summer Shore can teach. She was just excellent. I was so proud of her Wow. uh, as she brought the word in a way that I think really penetrated all of our hearts. Mm. Wow.
1: Well, I am sorry I was not in attendance. Okay, I just confessed. Uh, But my son had a A championship football game that day but next year i promise i'm going to be there i heard and i saw all the pictures and i mean the decorations the
2: pinks and the silver and the gold i mean you it was did it up oh, yeah okay. by the way your son won you were right yes. where you needed to be exactly yeah, your son won the championship <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thank
1: you so much well i haven't done anything as elaborate as you guys for the holiday seasons but one of the things that i love to do is to enjoy and to experience all that the city of Portland has to do, and maybe next year well, I don't know. I'm looking at the Gospel Christmas. Maybe we'll I see. would love to see you that. Would be amazing. The I'm going to hook you
2: up. We'll get you. In please, there. please, please.
1: I went and I saw it this year, and I got to meet uh, the director. Oh, Gary Hemingway. He, yeah, yeah, he yeah. came up to the second level of the mezzanine. I was like, now look at God. And wasn't even planned. Oh my goodness. Wow. Another thing that I love to do is go see the Nutcracker Ballet here mm. in. I mean, we. Really are blessed yes. in the arts here in the city mm-hmm. of Portland, and there's so many things that are happening between now and New Year's, from Peacock Lane to Zoo Lights to mm-hmm. the Motor Speedway lights. I mean, come
3: on, what else? So much. Well, even just the acts of service, there yes. are churches that are that are collecting food for kids who maybe aren't going to have much to eat over the holiday break. There are toy drives. I mean, I've heard of there was a it was the mandalorian biking group they dressed up like mandalorians from star trek and they took toys to kids that are grieving um and they just had a blast they were in full costume and the kids got pictures and everything but there's wow. there's such a a
2: spirit of giving this time of year that really is beautiful and Absolutely. we all had the opportunity to ring bells for was salvation say, Army as with christmas carols as well yes yes i i
1: think you know what? We actually bring in the most money usually because we do sing, don't we, Georgine? And Summer. Oh, don't get it twisted. Summer can sing too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, but if you're at
3: Gospel Christmas next year, I'm going to be the one like, I know her! <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right next to
0: you. (laughs) I love
3: it. I love it.
1: I come from a military family. Mm. So moving a lot over the years has kind of made it difficult to be able to spend time with family Mm. and friends on a consistent basis. So I've found that as I'm getting more mature, one of the things I really love is to be able to spend time with the people that I love because I live 2,000 miles away from my mother and my father. So that's really important. And then now that I have a 14-year-old son... Really trying to instill the true meaning of Christmas is so Mm -hmm. important. I was looking at my Christmas tree. I pretty much put it up by myself. It's like, you know what? Don't mess with it let me do this this is my thing and it
3: is exquisite oh, i'm gonna ah, jump in here stop. i've seen your christmas
1: tree. i haven't seen it
2: but i knew knowing crystal it's exquisite there
3: is not a professionally decorated tree <laughs> that holds oh, a candle to crystals goodness. to crystals tree it is thank
1: beautiful. you well that's kind of been my time with jesus i used to put on the the ten commandments it's like eight hours long yeah
0: i know y'all don't know nothing <laughs> about that yeah, yeah yeah exactly but it's
1: like it's like the whole bible on right. film and one year, I remember it took me putting the decorations on and everything the entire movie wow. to finish. Wow. Eight hours because I did it by myself, but nobody was in the house, and it was just a special time to reflect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just sitting there thinking, you know, where is my nativity underneath my tree or near my tree? And I had this little globe with Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, and I thought, I need to do better. I mean, I collect nutcrackers every year, mm-hmm. but I want to make sure that my son understands and knows the true meaning of Christmas. And I think as Christians today, it's becoming more and more difficult for us to really share our faith without being criticized. Hmm. Do you agree with that?
2: Oh, absolutely. It is much of a, more of a challenge today than it has been historically. And I think just for our own heart's sake, it's important to have Um, Reminders of the central meaning of Christmas. I have a nativity that when we traveled a couple of years ago in Bethlehem, we purchased a nativity there. And we set that up every year. And it reminds us that we're talking about a real place, a real time in history, a real series of events that was the dawn of redeeming grace. If it had not been for God's faithfulness in that moment, you and I would not have an opportunity to be reconciled to God. So it is healthy for us to have that reminder, that visible reminder Mm -hmm. of uh, what Christ has done.
3: Yeah, well, in terms of even just passing that on to the kids, sometimes it starts with something small like a nativity Mm -hmm. set. Um, My brother and I grew up and we had very particular places where Jesus and Mary and Joseph and the camels had to go in our nativity set. Um, And as I had kids of my own, my mom gave that to me. Um, And so now my boys are putting the nativity set together every year and they have their own places where the camel has to go and David has to go and Joseph and all the wise men. And it's really fun to see them um, just so tenderly place the characters and talk about the story as they're doing. It just it warms my mama heart Mm -hmm. to see them not just um, going through the motions, but really appreciating the story. And and my prayer is that that then will carry on to really lasting and meaningful faith and an understanding of that bigger perspective that this was a real thing that happened, not just in our own living room, but all over the world.
2: Yeah, I can't
3: imagine you. This
1: is the same nativity set that you played with as a child and to watch them. And what is that like? And are they putting it in the same place or do you find yourself
3: going, no, 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 no. It goes
1: over
0: here. I'll be honest. I
3: had to bite my tongue. (laughs) I was like, no, no. The sheep goes over there. (laughs) And they even had a few little reaching across one another because they had some disagreements about where things should go. But eventually there was peace. They found where everything wanted to go for them. And even though it's not where I would have put it, it's beautiful.
1: Oh, I love it. You know, I am also a military wife, and for 20 years (laughs) – yes, I'm clearing my throat – my husband served in the United States Marine Corps. So him being deployed Mm -hmm. or uh, having to move to a different location every three or so years – made it kind of difficult to be able to spend time with family. And so I just want to remember those family members who are serving because you are serving even though you're at home while your loved one is deployed. And many times there are military families or military personnel Who are in a city where they don't have family? Mm -hmm. I would want to encourage you if you know someone in your church or uh, in your community who is here and is alone. Invite them to Christmas dinner. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. that be awesome? Absolutely. And how that would make them feel? It almost makes you hard in a sense. Not meaning that you don't enjoy the holidays, but you kind of you put a wall up in a sense because you don't have family and you don't want to be an intrusion. And a lot of times, military families don't like to ask for help. We are very independent, but it doesn't mean that we don't want to. It's just that we don't want to be a burden.
2: I'm so excited. I have a nephew who's serving as a naval captain in Bahrain. Wow. And he just yesterday arrived in his home in San Diego and will be coming up to Portland to spend Christmas with us. Oh, but that oh, only wow. happens every few years when he and his wife are able to come and be with us. And you're right. There's so many sacrifices that are made by military families mm-hmm. who are separated from their family members for long stretches of time. So I'm so looking forward to just lavishing him with love and the warmth of being in the the company of his family. And uh, I'm reminded of others who are serving in our military who may not have that opportunity this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm.
1: Is there a tradition that you do in your home mm-hmm. that might be different than what I do? I would love to see, like, do you cook something special for Christmas or are you
2: someone that needs to be cooked for? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. When I was growing up, um, our church always had our Christmas program on Christmas Eve. Yes. And so that tradition has kind of become the focal point for our family. So on Christmas Eve, that's when we all get together. And we share a meal together. we open our presents on christmas Eve and um, i don 't know how the tradition started, but I started serving salmon and seafood for Christmas, and so oh. we have a big salmon <laughs> feast and it is a feast. We all cram into whose home uh, it, you know that 's uh-huh. the, the home we 're in that year and we just have a great time. We sing, we laugh, we exchange gifts, and we uh, take some time to reflect on the scriptures and just remind ourselves of why we are rejoicing that it goes beyond just this singular occasion, but we are rejoicing. Um, That life uh, on the planet Earth has been uh, inexorably altered by the coming of a Savior.
1: Hmm. I would love Love to just reiterate, and please keep your thought, because I know Summer and I, we can talk, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Here's one of the things that uh, you just reminded me of. Being able to travel so much. I've been able to experience other people's traditions, mm. like going to Christmas Eve service, opening up one gift Christmas Eve. Not all of them, but one gift. But I love it. You guys do it all. We go for it. You yeah. go for it. But if you think about it, you know, he was born that night. So you're celebrating it. The so time. we're correct
2: and everyone else is wrong. right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Summer, what traditions do you really cherish? So it's interesting because I'm Latina. So my, my grandmother was from the Dominican Republic and my grandfather was from Honduras. And so uh, our dinner at Christmas looked oh, a little different. I'm um, hungry. We would usually do like an arroz con pollo, which is like chicken and rice and beans. And we would do the, pla- the fried plantains. We call it platanos maduros. It's oh, so good. I, she knows I can I can eat them that. until I'm sick. <laughs> I have absolutely no self-control. Can you I,
2: teach me how to make that? They That's are one of so my I totally can. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, I totally can. You just have to watch it so they don't ignite. Um, (laughs) But then for New Year's, we would make tamales. And we do them a little different. Every, Every culture has their version of a tamale, and so they have different stuff on the insides and stuff. But we would assembly line it. And so everybody lines up. And we put all the tamales together and we make like a hundred of them so that we can eat them for a while. I think somebody in my family lying because they make tamales too in
0: Kansas.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Everybody makes, everybody's got a (laughs) tamale. But then something we would do also is 12 grapes for good luck. And I, I'm not sure if it was Honduras or the Dominican Republic that that tradition hails from, but you get 12 grapes. I think it represents the 12 tribes of Israel, and you you eat your grapes at at midnight. So and, and say salud. Any particular type of grape? Green, green grapes. Green grapes. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. I love
1: grapes. Yeah. And I have grapes, yes. <laughs> My husband, I think because of the military and deployments. He's one of these folks who likes to Christmas shop the day after Christmas
0: for all the sales.
1: <laughs> so, I don't know if I actually like that tradition <laughs> or back the, you know, back when I cared about presents under the tree for Christmas, before I had my son, I was kind of like, you know, this is not cool. I don't like this. I'm, where's my gift? Well, the new year is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. That's another. You know, they're so close together. Yeah. We normally go to Midnight Mass, or some call it Watch Night. is a time for all of us to reflect on what's important to us, making sure that our lives and our hearts are... Are right with the Lord as we enter into the new year mm-hmm. so in our family we would always go to a midnight service for New Year's Eve now we didn't get to go out and party mm-hmm. and dance the night away <laughs> um, but sometimes we would watch the ball drop if we didn't if we weren't able to go to our home church or whatever but I really enjoyed celebrating and worshiping midnight mass right before the New Year's
3: well and I just I love the tone of a fresh start Yes. I, there's something about the new year that you know the old year kind of fades away, and and we've mentioned a couple of different times just the magnitude of this event when God came to Earth in human form as Jesus. Um, I love the the song "O oh Holy Night" where it says He appeared and the soul felt its worth. Mm-hmm. I just oh, I love that song, and I love carrying that into the new year. You know, kind of starting the new year with this attitude of this is a brand new year, and you remember. Because of Jesus, we have value that we can't even comprehend. And to be able to not only um, walk confidently as a daughter of the king, but then to share that joy and that confidence and that inheritance with, with your family and friends and loved ones around you, just kind of link arms and forge forward into 2020, you know, with this different kind of confidence than the world can offer. It's something yeah. only Christ can give.
2: I'm always reminded at the new year of God's faithfulness, looking back over the ways mm. He preserved and provided and all of the things that His word promises He has done, so that when you're faithful, facing a new year with some uncertainty, yeah. you have confidence that God was faithful in the past and he will be faithful in the future. We don't know what the uh, what the future holds, but we know who he is and mm. we know his His faithfulness. I've started a tradition where I invite my family over. We used to go to church and have a watch night service where everyone would oh. pray. Uh, my mother's older now. She celebrated her 89th birthday this last Friday. Oh, wow. And so now we we kind of keep her in the house. you know. So my whole family comes over, I make a big prime rib dinner. Mm -hmm. We just enjoy one another and uh, enjoy fellowship. And then when it's time for the new year to begin, we all stop and pray. And that's such a wonderful tradition to begin together and again, to focus on what matters most. To ring in
3: the new year in prayer. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a better way to start the new year. And black eyed peas. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have to be brutally honest, my kids are now old enough to stay up until midnight. But up until as recently as last New Year's, we would uh, Get on YouTube and watch the ball drop on the East Coast at nine, and tell them it was midnight. I love it. Hey, it's oh midnight somewhere. I know. Never mind. They could tell time. They just I went d- with it, didn't it? It's getting a little
1: harder year it by is. year. To it stay is. Out. Oh my goodness! Living on the in the Pacific Northwest, it's a whole lot easier to watch the ball drop in New York City Every at nine is. o'clock. That nine is, o'clock. O'clock. <laughs> is for certain. I, you gave me a great idea, and I am going to put both of you on the spot. I would love for us to end this with oh Holy Night." singing it together. Is that okay? Sure. What here are we going to do? <laughs> oh,
0: holy night,
1: the stars are
0: brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. small
1: From our home to yours, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.